On this week's show, Richie may go incognito in the NFL. Danica Patrick becomes the first woman to host a show no one watches. And Lenny Dykstra may want to switch to Lyft. Plus, Robert Indiana. And now, WTMJ presents The Tripod, a sports and pop culture podcast with Justin Garcia, Scott Warris, and Ashton Rotman. So, where do we want to start this week? I mean, do we begin with the NFL and the news that we learned on this day? Um, we kind of hashed over this on Sports Central. And if you want to download the podcast for Sports Central, especially on that date of May 23rd. Um, and especially uh, hour two. Oh, yeah. And into hour three. Hour yeah. three was, was pretty three. darn good. Mm-hmm. But so basically the rule is this now, or the policy is this. If you're on the field, you have to stand. You cannot kneel, raise a fist, anything like that. You have to stand, address the flag, be present for the anthem. But you do not have to be on the field. I mean, this is probably the closest we were going to get to a win-win for both sides. Is it? Am a, I wrong there? I'm, I'm thinking this through, and I'm thinking. I heard somebody make the suggestion that what if the NFL would have just left it alone? Is this something that would have gone away or slowly dissipated on its own? Did it reach its crescendo last season, 2000 and uh, uh, 17. 17? 2017. I hate when 2000 and. That's fair point. Yeah. The really? 2017 Sorry, season. Yes, I do. No, it's <laughs> annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> Is there a chance it would have just slowly I don't petered think so. out? Well, no. what, what, I guess what, what's the example of showing that that trend was going to – Well, hang on. It was gonna so we, out, we know – I mean, I think we can say we know what's going to happen week one. There is going to be at least one team where no one goes out there. Or I, I don't think it'll be that. I think the extreme will be it'll be like four players or the only – I think it's there's not going to be a time where zero go out there. <laughs> the punter. Right. I mean, the like, backup quarterback. The what? punter, the holder, and the kicker. And like one superstar. And the long snapper. And the Santa Maria. I think the <laughs> – it's going to get real interesting when a player or players of one team violate the new policy, then the NFL will fine that team, right? The NFL yes. fines the team. Yes. So, then, well, go, ahead. The, go ahead. Then my question is, how will that team and their owner, how will that team go about reprimanding that player or players. Because or will they it, at all? It, it's real easy for the NFL to just levy a fine against insert franchise organization here. It gets a lot trickier when now you have, and I realize the Packers aren't a traditional ownership structure, but when you have an owner, a prominent owner in the NFL, who now has to decide whether or not to levy a fine or 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 a suspension or whatever against one of his or her players. So we've already seen... The Jets have said they will not – we'll pick that up. Mm-hmm. If our players do this, you're not getting fined, which just means if the Jets are coming out and saying, we're not doing this, other teams are definitely – I mean, we can think off the top of our head. Look at the teams that have been most vocal. Do you think Bob McNair isn't going to slip that fine to the player that kneeled? Jerry Jones? Or Bashadi in Baltimore? So, yeah, I agree that – 
that's what's not really getting mentioned enough is, okay, this is in place, but this just means the owner is saying, we're taking 25K out of your check or whatever the fine is. Also, I'm, I'm curious about the, the actual logistics of how is there is it going to be a base? Is it going to be a base per player of how much? Is it just going to be, oh, you had 17 guys. That's what I'm saying. Like 25K it, if that's what it, whatever it is, times 17. That's what I'm wondering. Mm. How, how are they going to determine, I guess, and I think where's this money going? Should the policy Roger Goodell? Well, Hampton's no. House, right? Usually, no. fines go towards NFL charities. Interesting. I mean, if if somebody's Roger fined Goodell's for Goodell's illegal... summer home, right? <laughs> the, the Goodell Christmas Foundation. Would they have been best to vote and just you know what? Everybody, you stay in the locker room. You don't even come out. In like reading... one way or the other. Like pick us, pick a pick no, one thing or the other. No vote. Nope. Players and personnel no longer will be on the field for the anthem. Then you come out when it's done. Now, I realize that the, the, the pushback from ownership was they felt that that would then in and of itself be a protest. Mm-hmm. But I think that would have been. That's how it was before, like, right? Or what, it was just do whatever you want. years ago. Yeah. You don't even have to go back a like full decade. I is, think. It, is it true that I saw other people tweeting this? During the anthem at, at Miller Park, basically shuts down. You can't the concessions shut down during the anthem. Is that true? I was walking into Miller Park last game I went to. I'm just entering the door and haven't even gone through the um, the metal detector yet. Anthem had just started, and those security workers they stopped. They weren't letting anybody in. They stopped. They were kind of looking in the general direction of, of the, the field. Well, of in. the field, you can't. I mean, there's a metal sneak detector. In. You can't. Not dur- looking at the Maybe they got to set the metal detector through. off during the anthem. <laughs> yeah, they stopped. What are they going to do? The whole place comes to a complete yeah. dead stop. Okay. Yep. Is that a normal thing? Yep. That happens all the time. Hmm. Concession people stop. Bores. If beers are no longer poured, bores. Beers are no longer They're poured. They're not serving bore anymore. How do you know that, Greg? Have you, have, you, have you been a concession? I've witnessed. Oh, just, okay. Just yeah. Half pour the... Sorry. A lot of head on that beer. Because a lot of people in the concourse stop. Too, I found like it's not just, like a lot of people mm-hmm. just oh okay because they see everyone else. Maybe I've never noticed. I I, I can I remember like walking into ballparks and arenas like and a little bit later. I I maybe I've just never noticed that. I've never thought what's going on. It's like all right, well I'm gonna get to my seat and that's I, it. I, I can't remember the last time I was at a Brewers game as a non-working member of the media or as a non-working member of the media where I was in the stadium in my seat in time for or the at least anthem in mm-hmm. the stadium in time for mm-hmm. the anthem. That is one of the things that changed, though, guys, because you're right. Up until last year, 2017, 2016, but last year, basically, one of the, I don't know, would you call it one of the residual effects of what happened in the NFL was that the anthem, I think people became, I know people became a lot more conscious of what they're doing during the anthem. I remember going to a Brewers game shortly after the, the the NFL uproar kind of hit its crescendo last year, and it it was noticeably different because, like you said, Greg, there are people in the concourse level mm-hmm. who would normally still walk through, even if the anthem was being sung or played out there on the field. That changed. You had every. I remember that. It, you've jogged my memory. That entire concourse silent and still, which is kind of a creepy thing. I've never seen. It's it, it's a that. packed concourse and nobody's moving. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, next I'll have to pay more attention and be more observant next mm-hmm. time. But I I can't remember the last time where I was at an event and I the the anthem was going on and if I wasn't already in my seat, 
life wasn't still going on around it. Mm-hmm. What about bathrooms? You shut those down? You stop. Here, here's the, and this is I'm not trying to be facetious or, or whatever joking you're doing. Rude. You just what? What about like like the ca- the cameramen who follow like what? Well, I'm, I know it's it sounds like a throw. I'm just curious. Like people what? People have said that. They, no one's people have said no one's reprimanded them. Respecting, they're they, they've got the camera. They're trying to do their job. Right. You know, respect that. Which brings respect up the, the larger question: Should the anthem even be played before sporting events? Period. Or question mark? I guess it would be. I, I don't know. I, so I, you're, you're proposing America the Beautiful. Does there need which, to be a song? Well, which, by the way, our national anthem does not even have the name of our country right. in it. Can I just put that aside? Which is why I prefer the Canadian national anthem. I, I, I love I, it. I, I love o Canada. O Canada is great. Can you do the French part of O Canada? Sacre bleu. I, I, that's, that's just a, that's just what? a French phrase. It's not a, a part of that. I don't believe so. No, but make the case for singing the national anthem before sporting events. I can't. I, I had a friend that was from, um, he was from England, and I was friends with him over at school and he brought that up. He was like, no, at lacrosse (laughs) actually. And he brought that up. He was like, why do you got, you know, you Americans do essentially? Yes. And I was like, well, you know, it's, we kind of have our freedom to, you know, play these games when in, you know, and gather in a group and celebrate this time. And he was just, he was, he didn't see it. And then, you know, after that I was thinking about, I was like, you know, kind of, Kind of I'm point. not the crazy one here. You just get defensive. Yeah, well, well, not. I didn't, Why you do know, Americans I wasn't do this? Like red, white, and blue. Die blue, hard. Rah, rah, rah. But like, but I mean, I just kind of. That's what I first I mean, thought it, of. I like, think it's a fair question for an answer. Yeah, but and then I, after the fact, I was like, oh, you know, how many other things do you do as a group? You, know, you, you guys are the big concert goers. Not me. How many? Co- I'm looking at these two guys. Yeah, that's two. How many? Speaking of, your, of which, Greg, I got a story, but continue. How many of the concerts? <laughs> what? How, how many of the concerts? Is the national anthem played beforehand? I mean, it's a large gathering of people. Right. There I, to I have see a fun. lot of non-American acts, Scott. So I mean, wow. a lot of non-American athletes. They're American teams, but the athletes. Right. They don't play at concerts. No, I've never been to a concert where they. It, play it's before. one of those things where you Jimmy go. Hendrix. Okay, well, no. nah. R.I.P. It's it's something everybody does, and we do it, and it's good. And I'm not saying it's. Jimi Hendrix. But only for the sake of sport, though. Because, I mean. But it, why? Why sport? I mean, I know the history started in baseball. It was a right. seventh inning stretch. Gladiators, were, New Romans. <laughs> I'm just. I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't. Again, this is all happening because now we're, we're more well, observant look, of, the, of everything it, going it, around with it, the anthem. Would it spark a bigger firestorm, though, if they said instead of this, where. If you're on the field, you have to stand, but you know what? You don't agree with that? You don't have to be on the field during the anthem. Would it spark a bigger how dare they do that if they just said, you know what? We're not playing the anthem at all anymore. Yes. I feel like people would oh, yeah. be more yeah. upset yeah. at, yeah. at, at, at this point. Yeah, of course. Of course. Hey, people would go nuts if that happened. Mm. Like, oh, you let these people win. You let them win. Just because, I mean, it's Sock the, gray blue. <laughs> it all comes Thank back. You. That's that's why it all comes back. That's why I don't think this is like compromise is the correct word, but I don't think compromise means it's a win win. You know what? We bring in Greg Hill, so why not? Let's just get to the hill to die on. Would you kneel during the national anthem? Oh my. Oh ye. Um well, You're like thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Um well, I thought that would be a fast no if I'm being honest. You say you thought it would be? Mm. I get it. I I'm one of those that's, 
I understand what it's getting lost in translation. The protest yes. is it's the reason why is all getting brushed over so quickly, and it's all defending, you know, the nation and the anthem and the tradition and and the what have you. Um, but you sold long enough. So the answer is. So yeah, I would. I will. You know what? I would if I had. If I knew of something personally, like if something personally affected me, and I know that might be unpopular opinion, but it, you know, if anything, it started a conversation. It started a lot of conversation. Maybe not some nice ones at well, that, but it started it. The other thing, though, I, it could it could come down to something simple as I'm supporting another person who's doing it. Exactly, uh, but, then, I mean, but you're automatically ostracized. Sure, it's. Guilty sure. by association. I, I and no matter what, I mean, if you're not doing what the public, the public meaning even just the the eighty thousand people that are behind you, literally, right? Then that's you know, you're going to get ostracized. the The weird thing is, like, if you go, somebody brought this up on the show, and I don't remember if it made the air, but somebody was brought up a point about if you're going into your job and you you don't do something, and I I hate I hate comparing professional athletes to everyday people because it's not the same <laughs> yes, at all please stop bringing you. this up but you do it anyway <laughs> somebody brought the point up and I, I was curious about it it was if they're not you know they're not playing the anthem in the job but but say like pledge of allegiance happens in schools or something this is a new thing that has become a, a topic if you don't do it do you get ostracized like you do in in sports now would are those kids getting ostracized if it happens at your work are, is somebody going to say you're worthless or are they just going to get mad and I, I is the if the answer is yes, which I think it probably is, maybe not to the same not not maybe definitely not to the same extent. I just no matter what, it's not, it's, there's a no win situation here. And the problem that comes of it is also that you, okay, you make the point about the national the um, the pledge of allegiance. Well, how many people know? So much has been lost as to why Colin Kaepernick right. Did it in right. the first place. Exactly. Now what? Two years removed? Mm-hmm. Is that three years? No. This will be, be the third year, but yeah. That, that people don't even understand. It, it, it got so watered down. This past season especially. I didn't know what exactly. was happening. Were they doing it because of the comments that the president made? Which I think was the case pretty much when it it flamed back up again after the, the, the Trump comments. I think with Eric Reid, certainly. Right. Yes. Reed did it as a teammate to Kaepernick, yeah. and early on, yeah. But it almost it almost spiraled out of control, which was in in some ways, Justin, I think, almost an insult to Kaepernick. So, do you I agree. think? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. Do you think he he gets a job now? That you know what this is, it's not brought to an end, but for lack of a better phrase, I think in this case he's made his bed and he has to lay in it. And I don't think I don't mean that in a detrimental way. I mean that in a this I is what's happened, both and I, he and Eric Reed will not be that's, yeah. on an NFL roster this year. I, I don't know if ever again they will be. In the case of Kaepernick, I mean, if he if he's not on a roster this year, that's you, probably it. it's hard to believe yeah. he would come back after that much of a layoff. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so it's 30, 64 quarterbacks in the league, and you're gonna get you're gonna start to get people mentioning. Well, Johnny Manziel wants to keep playing, and he's going to the Canada. CFL, yeah, if Colin Kaepernick really wanted to play, he'd go play in the CFL and prove himself. And then come back over. Does it matter? I don't know if you guys saw that report this week that as the investigation into collusion against Kaepernick is, mm-hmm. is going on behind the scenes, that there's documentation out there now saying that NFL teams viewed him as a starting quarterback, which directly contradict what they were saying publicly. 
the, the documents contradict the public statements by some I of these remember, teams. What was the thing with the Seahawks? Pete Carroll said Colin Kaepernick should be a starting quarterback. And that, but then I remember they, that. But, and they brought him in. Uh, twice. Once yes, last but then, when, and well, once this past offseason. But what did Pete Carroll say for the reason and why they didn't sign him? That he's it was something I it was something to the effect of we view him as a starting quarterback, but he's not a starting quarterback for this team or something like that. Basically, say, yeah, he's good. He should be on a run, but we don't think he fits with our team. It's, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. So was he being, I mean, he was being more truthful than anybody else in this process? Or From what I remember of Pete Carroll's comments, it was very, eh. and it, it, I, The one from, from this past office, because he did it in 2017 and also again in, in this month, or I'm sorry, in April of 2018, mm-hmm. uh, Carroll was asked, this is from April of this, of this year, about Colin Kaepernick, he says, we're not done with that decision at all, and then follows it up by saying there may be a place for him and not rolling anything out. That was in April, that was, and this was about a month ago. He said that. And then last year what he had said was along the lines of, we believe Colin's a starter in this league, and that's why we're not going to sign him. Like that, That's what it came down to, was they believed that he was a starter. And again, I don't understand that philosophy. Wouldn't you want two starters instead of one if you think they're that good, blah, blah, blah. But I just, I think I, it all masks excuses. Anybody, exactly. Anybody who tried to sell you that I'm not interested in Colin Kaepernick because his physical skills are diminished to the point where he is not good enough to be on our team, for the most part, it, that, that's just not true. How many times did you hear about the, the list of backup quarterbacks in the NFL in 2017? Right. You're telling me Colin right. Kaepernick's not good enough than, or, or I should say, better than all of them? A majority? Come on. But they can't say that. I, I, I think bottom line, what, what Greg said is right, and that's everything got lost in the message. We yep. bring up when the president said what he said. It's just that's what happened. Everything then, got, got right. lost. People were protesting against what the president said. They weren't protesting in support of what Kaepernick did. So maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe you've convinced me that this was some sort of nice kumbaya moment. I, it, it's it's going to make for an interesting week one. And, and that's the thing I'm not looking forward to, though. Now we're going to have to watch the coverage. Week one, week, and let's be honest, it's going to go, you're going to have teams who brought everybody out on the field, teams who didn't. So we'll be monitoring that, and then here's a couple players. Let me ask you a question. And then, Will a player get cut because during a preseason game they decide to stay in the locker room? I no. don't, And I don't think that's an extraordinary question to ask. I will say no, only because players who are fringe cut makers or are fringe players to begin with they can't mess around. They may believe it. They may support it. But if they want to have a job, I think they realize what's on the line. On the other end of things, if it's a player who you know is going to make the roster, who know, everybody knows is going to make the roster, his spot isn't up for grabs. He's earned his keep. Do you do it in a preseason game? Is there something to be said for doing it in a preseason game? It's when Kaepernick did it first. No one knew, though. No one knew until weeks later. Yep, three weeks after. That's a good point. People don't. I I I don't realize that this is I, again a compromise. Justin, you, you call it compromise, and I think that's the right word. I just don't know if that's a good thing. That's I don't I don't know if there's a, if there's a better way to do it. If you keep it the same, everyone keeps getting upset, and then there's people a, are going to get upset, right? People are going to get mad at it, no, no matter what. And Should I, they have consulted the players? Because yes, well, so yes, that's if, that's a good thing. point. Yeah, so, absolutely. And we it seems like keep looking to point to reasons why this league is dying, even though. Revenue-wise, it's as rich as ever, and people are still watching it. 
But all these things that have started to, to mount here with this commissioner and you go back to domestic violence and the seemingly never-ending list of players that had issues with that, CTE and concussions and the kneeling and just one headache after another for this league. And we keep asking, well, what's, gonna, you know, what's it going to take that somebody's going to overtake the NFL? When you bring up not involving the players' union, I mean, I know we're a ways away from it, but there is no chance at this point there is not a work stoppage after 2020. Just the way everything has gone and the statements that the players' union is coming out with and how strong they fought for that stuff, we are not avoiding a work stoppage, barring something miraculous happening in the next two years. It's a long ways off. But also, I don't think this is the only... This, I mean, this isn't going to be the only reason why there would be when there's going to be revenue. It, like it's the same thing with every. Anytime it comes to a end of a CBA, what does it always come down to? Usually revenue sharing, right? Yep, money. So they're, it's they're going to find a work a way stoppage. To do- what does that do to the? Because you hear, oh, if if they I mean, if they hurt, strike, if they do that, I'm never watching again, which is a lie. Mm-hmm. It was yes. 2011. But if you was add when they that, four months of of training camp and, and stuff, and it was off season, right? Yeah, but it meant yeah, nothing. That's, that's you, know. you like, add that again. if you add a work stoppage and games are missed. That is what knocks the NFL down a couple of pegs, especially when such a viable alternative like the XFL is out there. All right. And uh, Charlie See, Ebersole's had... league. All right, listen, all I'll say about – Is that the one Bill Pullian yeah. is involved in? <laughs> about fan, D. Smith and the NFLPA, it, it, if this is actually – if their statement is, is factual that they were not consulted, that seems – and I, I'm not kidding. It seems idiotic. To not consult the players on well, something why, that involves the players. Why go through the whole show of bringing in Kaepernick and it, Eric right, it just seems like a, with them? And, which is, I mean, hey, hey, maybe there's something we're missing with the okay, players. Okay, cool. Here's union. your input. All right, we're doing this. Maybe we're missing something with the NFLPA and they just weren't consulted in the way they wanted to be, but they were consulted. I, I don't know. It just seems weird. That's all. That seems like a weird thing to do. Um, I told you, not to segue too much, Greg, I had a story. So this is... <laughs> Uh, this will be short and sweet here. This is um, the previous night of this taping. Queens of the Stone Age was playing in Madison. Okay. I was offered a ticket, wanted to go, but I couldn't. I had other plans. And during that show, I received text from a, a friend that you know, Scott, who went to the show hmm. and was telling me, well, you really missed out. Something weird is going on. What does that mean? Uh, he's drunk. This really? is a bizarre show. There was no encore. So apparently I missed a strange show. Now we see there's a lot of history between Queens of the Stone Age and Madison. Apparently the song No One Knows was written there in Madison. And an old Madison bar that has since burned down and became the High Noon Saloon is where the Queens of the Stone Age lead singer, is it Josh Homie, was uh, bartending. So there is a lot of growing belief. He loves the city. Got a little inebriated before the show and took to the stage. It's quite a show I picked to miss. Have you ever been to a show that uh, did not go oh, exactly yeah, according yeah, yeah. to? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Were you upset with it? Did you demand money back? How do you react to something? Can you share the experience? Um, Who was it? I'm trying to think because a lot of those are like summer fest shows where you're really not not paying on a free stage. Um, I mean, I've been to shows that I uh, for acts that I wanted to see that are at the Bradley Center, and you know, going in, this is going to suck because <laughs> why? Well, uh, the acoustics of the Bradley Center compared to playing oh. at the Riverside or the Paps or something like that. 
So there's that. Um, as far as what was the last like show I've been to, or like uh, this wasn't good. I don't know. That's a tough one. I think it was mo- like mostly Summerfest shows, which okay. at that point you're not going to complain because mm-hmm. chances are we got the tickets for free from here. So the sky. So I was just curious if because uh, every once in a while you hear the stories of the drunk artist, yeah, the on something other than alcohol artist. Something went very wrong, very, very wrong. Well, I had one of those, but it was actually a very good show. It was one of the best shows I ever well, saw. That's not one of those then. Well, no, it was one of those where you see the artist like, ooh, he is not, there's something weird going on. I saw the Black Crows at Summerfest, and it was on the 4th of July. It was a, me and another friend, we walked there, walked to the show. For some reason, nobody was really there. So we had tickets or seats in the bleachers in like the third row, right in the middle. And it became painfully evident maybe like 10 minutes into the set that Chris Robinson, the lead singer, was under the influence of something (laughs) other than marijuana. A little stronger than that. Just Mm. with his interactions with the crowd between songs and looking, because we were that close, to look at him and say... Oh, he's not all. There is something weird. But it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Can I ask a question that will potentially make you upset at me? Oh, Jesus. Why do people go to concerts? I, I don't mean – I look, I, I'm not a big music fan, and I think of people being at concerts, and I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm serious. I, I need someone to pitch the idea to me. And could you not make the same argument for sporting events? 100% you can make that okay. argument. Yeah. You can make the argument for sporting events. For music – I mean, look, the one thing, it's started to tilt where things like Coachella that you can just stream from your computer and see it. It's no longer the, oh, I got to be this. This is the only way I can see them. That was like the big appeal for concerts of like Led Zeppelin's in town in Milwaukee. And how else are you going to see that? Even through the 80s and 90s, the only way you could take in these these live concerts performances was mm. going out to the concert now obviously they're streaming and things like that but it's still i how much different musical art- concerts are a much different atmosphere and it's just a much it's different i would put it than attending a sporting event sure and i'm curious the reason i asked like if you're you're listening to music versus you're watching somebody play music yeah i i don't know it just it doesn't seem like the energy for me it seems you know, it seems like an odd thing i'm also in the camp of if I can get up close, sure, but I, it's not my mission to. Oh, I got to be in the front row. Sure, like for for big acts, like sure. Oh, if I could get to the front row, of Bruce Springsteen show or something like that. But I'm there to listen to the music. So if I'm off to the side and I can still hear it, great, fine. Are you guys picky about where you sit when you go to sporting events? No. Does it depend? You're not. Not well, at all. Because I, I I am very picky. What is your be- what is your prime spot? I in baseball, I like being down the baseline, but no further than the cut of the the edge of the grass or the uh, the infield. Infield grass. Yeah. So when it goes to the outfield, I don't I don't like being to basically pass the base. I don't like being past. I don't that. like the bleachers. I don't like bleachers either. That, anything no. in the outfield, not a fan of. There's stupid people out there. There's that's also one of the reasons. But in the bleachers, I mean, well, it's life. It's fine. <laughs> I, you don't have to lie. It's okay. No, I just it, there's stupid stuff that goes on in the bleachers. I don't have time or patience for that. Yeah, I I don't like the bleachers. I mean, for baseball, it's 
Anything in the low level is typically See, fine. Yeah, I I think for baseball, for basketball, for foot, for for all the major sports, if I'm, I want to be maybe like second deck. I, I you think baseball? I think Miller Park here yeah. in town. I think loge level, the club level is my favorite. The amenities are sure, nice, sure. but I think from a from a from a perspective of yeah, I like to be between third and first, so somewhere on the infield. But even in a basketball or a football game, I want to be high enough where I'm. I, I don't. I look. Field double tickets are great. They're nice. They're very expensive. When you get a chance, go for it. But I'd rather be up just a little bit, not terrace level up, because then you lose perspective on fly balls and is that a home run? Isn't it? It's on the warning tray. But loge level, club level, middle ish of an arena. That's nice. You're high enough. Look down. See everything there. You you don't lose perspective. Yeah, mine. I'm with you. I, I like uh, sitting behind home plate. No, home plate's the one where yeah. I don't care what level of sitting behind home plate. Even if I'm mm. high up behind home plate, I can yeah. still deal with it. What's the best stadium you've been to? Because I mean, stadiums and marinas are, are different, but stadium, what's the best for baseball that you've been to? That's a good question. I have been to... I've been to like 12 or 13, that's what I'm oh, thinking. Well, then how... Oh, yeah, okay. well, how do you not know that? There should be one that pops up right to the top here. Right. Well, I I love going to the cell, but uh, uh, guarantee rate park I'm not field, it that. right? Yeah, uh, I love watching baseball at Miller Park. I think the, I, I both those places I have not had a bad experience wherever I've sat. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that uh, I went to Kansas City, Kauffman Stadium. Kauffman. Loved loved Kauffman Stadium. That would that would be my pick for a non like quote unquote homer pick. Has that thing because of how old it is? Has that thing just gone under renovation after renovation? When I was there, I was there at the end of the season so they weren't they were starting a little bit of stuff as uh, two seasons ago. Um I I I enjoyed it. I thought the atmosphere was nice. I the scoreboard is really cool and it's a weird thing to like, but the scoreboard's cool to see, the waterfalls. Yeah. We yeah, I I forget we sat, still have those fountains. We sat first baseline all the way up but first row of like whatever their High up their lowest weight level is, but it was it was good. I, I enjoyed walked around the park. I went I went to Turner Field before they they moved. That was fine. Oh, that's right. Honestly, I I didn't know what the aside from the neighborhood that it was in. I don't know what the difference. I don't know why they needed to knock it down or to move from. It was a nice place to watch a game. Well, yeah, but it was yeah, the proximity that their big thing was. They moved thirty minutes from the city. Right, because they couldn't get right. taxpayer dollars. Right, I know. I, Fulton County, I know Fulton why County they did said, it no, specifically. We'll I just, I logistically of your, you know, you're in Atlanta. Why would you not want to be in Atlanta if you're called the Atlanta Braves? I'm trying to think of where I've all been. Um, both of the Chicago's Wrigley Field sucks. I don't care what anyone oh, says. I, I it's terrible. It. To watch Does it baseball. still smell like urine? It's awful. Still smell like urine, even after all the improvements. I mean, you can't really take that smell out when people are consistently still peeing themselves there. Still crazy after all these years. I don't years. think it was because they were peeing uh, themselves. I thought but it was you're because not sure. the bathrooms were leaking. You don't think so, but you're not sure. I've been to both Chicago's. I've been Miller Park. I've been to County Stadium. <laughs> wow. I've been to the Sky Dome. Oh. I've been there, but not for a game. Uh, I was there for a game. I've been to, oh, I feel like I'm missing a lot of them here. But the one, so the one that stands out the most to me is the new Bush Stadium. That's yeah, I haven't been to the new one. Hands yet. down, the nicest I've ever been to. There is not a bad seat there. It's laid out somewhat similarly to Miller Park, but it, it, 
the like constructions of the levels is a little, and their concourses are great. Mm-hmm. Wide open. You look out into the city. I want to be my number one. Bush is good. I, I think I want to go to Safeco. I want to get out to yeah, Safeco really that. bad. Yeah. Safeco. I've I've been to PNC Park, not for a game. It was in the off season, so I've, I saw it. Looked cool. I went out east a bunch of years ago, and I hit PNC Park on the way out there. I was at PNC Park for the CC Sabathia one, one hitter. hitter. That oh. should have been a no hitter. Yep, I can still see that man. Uh, but PNC Park hit Baltimore. Saw Camden Yards. Uh, Nationals ballpark is just generic. There's nothing really. It's nice, yeah. but there's nothing you remember from it. Uh, Cam did that. Uh, that old Yankee Stadium. The year it closed, like a month before it closed. You talk about the opposite of wide concourses. Old Yankee Stadium. I mean, you just hope that thing stays standing because if it's not, no one's getting out of that thing. Um, but PNC Park for me, what I've always said about Pittsburgh, they got it right. And if you were there. It, look, it looks awesome. Just even from the outside on the highway, it I looks mean, so cool. Having it along the river, yeah. you've got the football stadium, maybe a mile and a half, two-mile walk the other direction. They did it right. All the views from throughout the stadium are really nice. But, uh, yeah, PNC, that's my that's my favorite so far. Greg, do you have a uh, favorite baseball stadium you've been to? Oh, I really do like Miller Park. I know it's it's because I didn't yeah. grow up around here, though. I know, ah, yeah, it's such a basic answer, but I, I do. I don't mind it. Um, I went to, remember, I I would always go to Wrigley, you know, before all the upgrades and things like that. And like, yeah, it was. It was I Did get it. Did it smell like urine when you were it there? It didn't, thankfully. But I mean, there's it just always been years. It always <laughs> smells like I don't like care what you're well, it wasn't the, my one trip to Wrigley. That's all I remember. <laughs> well, it wasn't the day where they were not finished with the bathrooms. You remember that? When yes. They were just, right, and people peeing, were literally peeing cups outside, cups and just laying, just placing them mm. on the ground. That's, That's a culture a, shock, so. too. The first time you pee in a cup. First time you pee in a cup around a group of guys. That's a culture shock. First time. The first time I was at Wrigley Field and saw what the setup was in yep. the bathroom, like, oh, yeah. Oh. Or even the setup around there. I don't know there. if I can do this. Pu- public restrooms, I'm not a fan at all. The thing that I remember from my, what, one trip to Wrigley 15 years ago, I, I hated the fact there wasn't an actual scoreboard. Yeah, in between right. innings, mm-hmm. I'm not watching a crazy cap shuffle. Not right. I'm I, with you. I'm great at that game. What am by I the supposed? Way. To, I'm a master at that it's game. It's not as hard as it used to be. I they agree. I agree. There. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. The I for the has cat anyone ever lost? Yeah, plenty of people no. lose that. I'm a master at that. You game. have that one really cocky fan. It's, it's me. Three. It's, it's me. Just one. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I was <laughs> bored in between innings because even then they they did not have. Maybe they have it now. Well, I know they got all the renovations, the scoreboard. Maybe they had more in-game entertainment. But let's be honest. Before um, who's the only, before the Ricketts, Ricketts took it yeah. over or purchased it? It was, you know what? Let's know we are bare bones. No new scoreboard. No fun in between innings. But just it's been that way for a hundred years. You have to keep it like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. That I was the thing. God, um, I hate that. I hear boring. good things about Dodger Stadium. Never been. What I I have been to a Bank One Ballpark now called Chase Field in Arizona. Never been the west Bob, of there. Yeah. Never went, mm. been west of there though. I've been to every arena in uh, in Arizona, arena slash stadium. I've, I've seen, been I've to seen a Suns um, game. I've seen a America Coyotes West game. For Suns game, well, what is it now? It's, is Talking Stick Resort? Talking no, Stick or is that, Resort, is that yeah. for hockey? Yes, yes. I've been to it's Cardinal Talking Stadium. 
That place is huge. Well, it looks like it. Fun fact about it was America West Arena and Thunder Dan was raining some oh. Your guy. Yeah. Your guy, Thunder yeah. Dan, now well, head coach of, of Grand of. Canyon University. For now. <laughs> yeah, as long Mark as they're a for-profit school. Oliver Miller, Richard Dumas, Sed Sabalas. Elliot Let's Perry. One here. Sox Perry, Frank Johnson, Kevin Johnson. What sport is this? I'm trying to figure it out. Who was the big guy? Or did you already say his name? Who was the big uh Charles Barkley? The no, fat center? No, the fat. The fat Oliver Miller. The Oliver, big o. Oh, sorry. The big yeah, O, yeah. Just naming random. And Mark West, remember when Tom Chambers came back for his second run with the Suns in I the don't, 90s? I don't remember that. It was, a, uh, it was a good It was a magical year. So, Scott, you mentioned uh, CeCe Sabathia's almost Danny no hitter. Danny was there, too. <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, our what's his name Armando Galarraga when he lost his uh, his perfect game on a garbage call from uh, Jim Joyce? Jim Joyce, no, I don't. The mustachioed Jim Joyce. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Joyce guy. really made that about himself. Yeah, he though. cried afterwards. Apologized. Yeah. Like, oh, just I'm so sorry, ruined this day man for him. Up. Okay, we get it. We get it. <laughs> That's Wait what you get man when you up. don't have robot umpires, though. Exactly. So, you know what? Quit complaining. You get tears in baseball. Ro- Scott, robot Scott, you're umpire. an umpire. You're, is... and you're in favor of robot umpires. I am at the major league. I, I can't fight technology. It is what it is. Yeah, he doesn't I want mean, it in high look, school. He's out of a job. That's fine. I don't care about that. <laughs> no, it's not going to come to high school. <laughs> I don't watch high school baseball. So college or, or youth baseball. That's never going to come there. But look, if the technology is out there, who am I to say no to it? So Just happy. throw the ball, so and if happy. it hits a mark, then the thing will go red, or a light will go on, or whatever the case may be. And couldn't you have the bases? Well, where did you draw the line? Yeah, that's my thing. You still have the umpires, just technology is the one yeah, that's making why, the call. Why, why, why have the umpire? You, you well, you need, a, you need a home plate umpire to make a call if there's a play at home. No, you don't. But couldn't the bases be somehow... Electronic. Every player has a sensor yeah, in their but glove. I like it. Oh, yeah, I like but, it. I mean, but for bases, you got to you got to touch the bases though. So you have to figure out a way to make sure that when the contact happens, right. that's when the sensor goes off versus when the contact. <laughs> I can of, hear all the traditional the, baseball of, fans going, love it, "What in love the it. world?" Well, the and bro- also, what what about like when guys jump over uh, the rarity that it happens, jump over and happen to to put their hand on the base? That like, are you just you're hoping that. It registers that it jumped over it and not it censored and something. And then this robot has to call this robot in New York, and yeah, then that robot has to decide. I think you still need umpires. Just balls and strikes. That's all I'm asking for. Just, you know, come on. Get it right. It's you, not hard. You didn't like the fact that Jim Joyce cried, though. No, I'm. No. come on. Well, what, you thought that was a show? Yeah, a yes, little bit. I no, did. A little I did, 100%. Bit. Is not, he is not crying. What, do you, what, what possibly do you, could have been a show I forgot Scott knows Jim Joyce, so let's move on. <laughs> We are going to get to umpire stuff later, right? Why don't we just do that now? Angel Hernandez? You don't want to talk about his terribleness? On hell. Hernandez. No angel, angel. He's no angel. Nobody should have been surprised how that game the other day unfolded at Miller Park. Angel Hernandez is regularly, annually, one of the worst umpires in baseball. Impressive speed from Craig Council getting out of the dugout, though. Just YouTube yes. Angel Hernandez, and there are videos after videos. My favorite is when he kicked out Steve McMichael during that oh, seventh yeah. inning of a Cubs game. Yeah. I send that to you guys. <laughs> Every time something happens with Angel Hernandez, I go, this is a good point, to, or this is a good uh, opportunity to send out that video link. He threw out Steve McMichael during the seventh inning stretch, Ooh, uh, and he's just staring him down up at the box. Gosh, who was great. the umpire with, uh, with our guy Hawk, with the you got to be bleeping me? Uh, Wegner. Wegner. Yeah, yes. Wegner. And yeah. Also, Who is now a crew chief, yes. by the way. Yeah. Also, uh, Joe West. He, he loves Cowboy, oh, Cowboy Joe, oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Those were the also part. He was also part of this this year, the, the crew this, this uh, past oh, year. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. During the Mar- yeah. Minnesota. Uh, the, Minnesota. The Minnesota yeah. series. Yeah. Remember, uh, Cowboy Joe West, that he got into that tussle, uh, him and Burley. 
in Cleveland <laughs> oh, a few years yeah, ago. That's right. Yeah. Yes. The Balk, no Balk. Yeah. Yes. They were, they were gonna fight. Cowboy Joe. Cowboy. He's he's what a terrible nickname. So the Dodgers last year, when Joe West was gonna be the home plate umpire for one of their games in in their series, they had it so that He's a singer. He has, that's why they call him Cowboy Joe. He has country music. Oh my God, I remember oh, yeah, this now. Just, yeah. Every that's Dodger, right. I don't know if it was just the first time through the lineup or all game long, their walk-up music, they chose various Joe West oh, songs. So as they're coming to bat, Joe West is singing over the PA system <laughs> and he one of his great country hits. But yeah, that's what, he may have a barbecue sauce out there too. That's Jim Ross. That's Jim Ross. That's, uh, that's <laughs> the old Oki Jim Ross with JR's barbecue sauce. Yeah. But um no Joe West is good, but he's still he, he he's not a bad umpire. He's a real stickler of an umpire, but This is Cowboy Joe West. Is this it? This is Cowboy Joe West singing. Just live? Yeah, I don't think we have You got like thirty seconds to play, to play this. Turn YouTube, it's He's fine. not singing yet. That's him singing. Oh wait. This is a karaoke bar. Oh, yes, like <laughs> that's a him singing. It. it sounds like oh, that. That's where his gigs are. Oh, karaoke. Right. Well, who's going to give him an actual gig? <laughs> that's what he deserves is karaoke. Sir, which song do you want to sing? Oh, don't worry. I have my own. I've got, Thank I got you. This. No, he they, they don't call him sir. When he walks in, it's, hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. You know which one you going to do tonight? They don't just call him, hey, cowboy. They don't just say. No, hey. they call him Joe. They show they, him the they, respect. They call him. Maybe he wants cowboy, though. Mr. West, they probably say. Ooh. That's. Hola, Senor West. Oh, he's out in, <laughs> out in, the in New Mexico, or yeah. what, what's going on there? Yeah. All right, let's hear this game. Yeah, what do you, you got? You got a game for us. Oh, oh really? I did. Game well, music? It's a game. Oh, yeah, that's why we went down the umpire path. I just wanted part. to talk about umpires. That's all. Okay, uh, we're gonna play a little game here. Got some music for you. You should have had Joe West music. Oh, I should have. Well, next next week <laughs> we play this game. This is a, there's five names each: current umpires or current active major league relief pitchers. Who wants to go first? Scott, Justin, Greg? What? I'll, I'll go first. All right. So I'm, How are we breaking up three into ten? I don't really care who answers. Just We'll see if you get yeah, it right or wrong. Go, let's go. So the answer is either an umpire or a reliever. I'm going to give you one. you got to tell me which it oh, is. Yeah. It. Oh, okay. You just came up with ten names. Yes. That's all you could do. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so well, how many names did you come up with, Justin? <laughs> so upset. You don't get to play anymore. It's delegated the orders. Oh. Chad Green. Chad Green is a reliever. Yeah. Okay, correct. Yeah. He's got that right. So we're doing buzz in or we just go. No, no. No, now it's your turn. What about Greg? Brad Keller. <laughs> Brad Keller. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Brad Keller is involved in Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'd trip him up there. Brad Keller. I know what you're doing here. Brad Keller's a relief pitcher. I don't like that you knew what I was doing. That's fine. All right. Okay, who's taking next? You want? I'm gonna give Greg a shot here. Yeah, Greg? Yeah, Greg. All right, Greg. Bill Miller. Umpire. This one you've given out yet? Got it. All right. <laughs> Back to me. Jeff Nelson. Umpire. This isn't fair. He knows every no, umpire. That's an easy name. This game sucks. It's a bad idea. He's uh, not the same Jeff Nelson that was the pitcher, right? Is there a Jeff Nelson that was a pitcher? Oh, yeah. And there that's now an umpire? Pitcher. There was a relief well, pitcher, Jeff Nelson. Well, there was. Right, I'm saying he's, he's not, not a reliever anymore. It's Thank the you. same guy? No, it's not oh, the same okay. guy. Well, that's what I was asking. Randy Wolf's brother, Jim, is yes. an umpire. Yeah. Manny Gonzalez. This one's for uh, Scott. 
Just me again? I just get a load up on points. Yeah. That's just what. It's a deal. Manny here. Gonzalez. <laughs> so what's the breakdown of umpires that we've had here? We pick a Hispanic umpire. <laughs> and why do I get the Hispanic? No. Well, Angel Hernandez is not here. You're good. Not here. <laughs> Uh, Manny Gonzalez is a relief pitcher. You are incorrect. Really? We got, a, we got someone wrong. Wow. That's what I would have said too. All right. Well, I'm not going to give this one to Scott. No. Give it to give it to uh, umpire. Greg. <laughs> no, I just don't want to fuck the. Am chair. I right? No, you weren't. Oh. Uh, okay. Let's mess that up. This isn't. Okay. <laughs> Who's up right now? Me. Oh my Greg. God. Jerry Lane. Umpire. Got that right. That was an easy one. That was an easy one. Is is it, guys? It is, yeah. <laughs> Luke Farrell. Oh, this, this is my turn. Luke Farrell is not an umpire. No. So he is a relief pitcher. So make sure you, you got <laughs> you know, who is a relief pitcher. Would you be able, real quick? Would you, Justin, be able to do this with NBA referees? That th- this would be to you what mm-hmm. these umpires are to me. I bet, right? Um, I would. You probably know a player. If it were a player or not. I feel like it, it's... Process of elimination there? Right. Yeah, I like, feel yeah. like you would have to do, like, NBA officials versus... You couldn't do players, yeah, because that would be too easy. Like, officials and Officials coaches. versus officials. College like, oh, ref that's versus good. NBA ref. Oh that's God. good. Assistant so coaches. I'll, I'll figure Assistant it out. coaches <laughs> and refs. Hey. I'll start Joey Crawford. I mean, we could with the NBA His one. Brother Jerry Crawford was a Major League Baseball umpire. Oh, really? Yes. Yep. Awful, also terrible. Or Jerry Crawford was you in so Cincinnati when John McSherry died. Who on that opening day in Cincinnati? Remember that? I'm looking at you, Justin. You don't remember Anyways, John McSherry? He Chris died. Beck. He was the home plate umpire. He keels over three pitches into the game. What, they what cancel the this? game. Wait, the pitcher or the umpire? Mid '90s. It was at Old uh, Riverfront. Chris Beck? Chris Beck. Oh, that's an umpire. False. You're wrong again. You got two oh, wrong. That's amazing. <laughs> you got two wrong. Uh, <laughs> whose turn is it? Greg, Greg or Scott? Greg. We're jumping around. All right. Tony Watson. Oh, another easy one. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Watson? Yep. Umpire. Wrong. Sorry, he's a pitcher. Ah. He's got one of those names we yeah. talked about. I don't know a politically correct way to do this. Careful. But deceiving names. Correct. Yeah. Ooh, that's the quiz next like week. The Bill Hall All Star. That's next week's <laughs> quiz. I'll come up with that's an easy one. We'll come up with that. We actually started doing that a couple weeks ago. We came up with a bunch. Oh yeah. Uh who's up right now? I go. Give me a hard one. Come okay. On. Um Give me a tough one. Uh, this is not a tough one. This was gonna be for Greg. Oh well. <laughs> but he got the last one You guys one are wrong. so nice. Uh, well, this is an easy. It's an easy one for. It's an easy one, I think. Bruce from <laughs> you used to have little pieces of sausage. I told you this before. Little pieces of sausage in his pockets. <laughs> okay, here I got, I've got. He no, still had those. I've, had, I've had in one more. I thought I thought of another. Now sitting at home watching the game. <laughs> All right, I thought of another off the top of my head. Edwin Diaz. For, uh, it's your turn, Scott. Edwin Diaz is not an umpire. He's a relief he's pitcher. Textual clues. If he thought of this off the top of his head, he's a relief pitcher for the White Sox. I could have said last Diaz. An umpire. Boom. It's a funny one. umpire. He dances to music during in between. That's innings. Enrique Palazzo. <laughs> uh, last one was Dana Demuth, by the way. So, again, That's umpire. it. That's the list. Scott, huh? I, again, I didn't think we were going to do this. On the, I thought we were going to do this on the other show, and we're short for time there. So. Wait, you guys have another show? <laughs> Yeah, when we have fun on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, next week, next week I'll have a more in-depth list that we can go a little bit longer. But I, honestly, a little five minutes, eh, it's not terrible. Um, yeah, that wasn't bad. We got we got to figure out the uh, how do you do NBA officials because you what, can't do players. I was thinking, what if we had some fun with it and did? If you could figure out a way, because there's a bunch of like former players that are assistants, but like you weren't like Jawan Howard for the longest time, I didn't realize was still on the Heat roster. Ooh, you better believe it, he's up for. But now, for he, jobs. now he's an assistant coach. So I'm hmm. curious, if we could do something like that. I think Damon Jones is he officially a coach, mm. or is he? Oh, what is he? Yeah, what is his? Or is, is he a coach? Does he have a nebulous title that doesn't really make him a coach or a, a player? One. Damon Jones, man, no, he's he's still on a roster. I'm pretty sure he's on. Isn't he on Cleveland's roster? Cleveland, yep. Yeah, he's just he, he follows was. LeBron or around. Was he, it, yeah, he yes, because he he had also right. That was the he funny was joke Miami. was he had been everywhere. That's well, like Jack Haley and Rodman. He, Damon Jones, and I must be looking at the wrong player. Jack here. Haley, I forgot about that guy. No, Wade we're not. We're, we're thinking of James Jones, not Damon Jones. No, Damon Jones. Damon Jones the hasn't played Bucks. former Buck. Yeah, right. he hasn't played in yes, ten years. I get Bru- that. He was like a, a de facto assistant coach. Yeah. He followed LeBron everywhere. He was on Miami. He was there with the Heat. And I could have. I'm I pretty sure there is you. another player, though. There's another guy. I think James Jones. James Jones played with LeBron, yes. But we are talking about Damon Jones. You guys are starting to fight. Or the I'm headband about, would wear the armband on the upper arm. There. I know you're talking. I'm talking about James Jones, who We're was talking about Damon Jones, who so was on the roster the with LeBron for seven straight finals. That's who I was talking about. Great. That's what I thought you were talking about. We're talking just, about the coattail riding Damon but Jones. It's the same thing Homer as Buck. James Jones. Oh my god! One of my favorite bucks of that era. Those were what some, era those was? were some great teams. <laughs> well, that was the what? That was like what the two thousand two through oh the after six ish, the decline two thousand one maybe. You had guys like Damon Jones, Eric Strickland. I remember it's one of their two guards. That's they, a good one. They plucked Mo Williams out of obscurity, and he became another LeBron buddy. Joe, um, or not Joe. Why can't I think of his name now? I, I interviewed him on the station I was Ooh. at in the cross. Um, Humble brag. Yeah, Joe Smith, right? Oh, the, uh, the former, former number one overall Terrapin, pick that, yeah. that changed the briefcase full of cash that the T-Wolves gave him. The collective bargaining agreement with the briefcase full of cash that the T-Wolves gave him. Tony Joe, Kukoc, Joe the waiter, Smith. was on those teams. Didn't Kukoc so your guy, Tony. a couple different spells with the Bucks? Or was he like K Rod no. with the Brewers, where he just all right, we'll have you another year? No, uh, well, okay, it was we'll his la- the year. last four years of his career. The irony, I mean, the big dog is probably my all-time favorite Bucks player. Ooh, I thought you were. And I definitely thought you were gonna say Tony. I remember being well. He's up there because I remember being heartbroken when they traded him for Tony Kukoc, and I grew to love Tony Kukoc. Is, is your uh, Daniel desk- Santiago? Oh, Brian Skinner's another guy I used to love. Hold on, this is I call them B F Skinner all the time. I have important investigative. Don't know if his middle ask. name was F. D- it, your your laptop computer at one point was Tony Kukoc. Duncan. Oh yeah, is that yeah. still a screensaver? It's at work. Okay. Yeah. All right, just curious. Yeah. And I actually have um, that. I got to work with show. a guy who was basically like the ball boy for those teams, and he gave me a Tony Kukoc armband that has the Why number not, seven. And how do you Tony. not wear that all the time? I haven't breaking it out of the plastic, God, man. Man, I would. And I, and and he also <sighs> gave me a headband from And One. Oh, for Ray for Alston. Do you remember watching the And One mixtapes? Not I was never a big and oh, one guy. Oh, really? Oh, loved and one. 
That, see, that was like when I was like seven or eight, nine. Like, of course. I loved and one. Yeah. That was a great way to get interested. We to watched basketball. real basketball. I mean, I watched that. Did you guys see Like Mike? Great movie. Is paraphernalia like that of Ooh. interest? Well, oh, because nowadays bands and you stuff. see a lot of players that are, and they're just sweat soaked. Kids, kids care, so. and they're throwing socks and no. armbands. Kids and, care. No, oh, kids, kids care. Oh, kids care. All those yeah. greedy little whatevers that, that line saying, the yeah, kids tunnel. care. But and adults care. You you see that? I think grown ass men standing along tunnels I, I went, to get an armband. I went from to LeBron. game. I went Come to game on. three of the Bucks Celtics, and they were there was. I'm not kidding you. A 50 year old dude sitting two seats to the left of me when they were doing any sort of t-shirt cannon or the little t-shirt drop. He was freaking out that he didn't get a t-shirt, and I'm like, seriously. It is amazing. You gotta calm down. Good shirts these days. It is, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Go you, buy it, one. You're a, a grown play, up. It's a playoff game. You get one for going anywhere. Exactly. You're a grown up. Go buy a damn shirt. God, I feel so like annoying. you won something though. But you here, did it. here, let me ask you guys. What? This. It, kind of along these lines. You know what? You don't always win with TV shirts. Did with you ever TV reach? Shirts. Have you reached a point yet? Because some of us are older than others in this room. Have you reached a point? <laughs> yet you can't do that <laughs> no one saw it were you they just high-fived each other like jim and pam from the office like a couple of girls starting to be in some pam. secret relationship <laughs> hey, you're definitely you pam. don't get our young people lingo God, doesn't mean pam. well that's another well that's another topic for another day sorry scott are you Continue. outgrown autograph seeking oh i never had it oh i had it when i was you know 10 11 you know what i'll tell younger. you this the last autograph i got was probably like Mickey Mouse at Disney World. Paul Konerko, 2003 All-Star Fan Fest. I was never a big autograph guy. What he was wearing a Hawaiian once shirt. you have it? Oh, cool. Thanks. Then it's gone. Unle- unless unless it's, it's my a, autograph. a bona fide Hall of Fame. Oh, you know what? And you put it in a little case. You know the only autograph I really remember getting? And I got it when we were like on vacation driving through. I think we just drove to, I mean, like Midwest. Hotspot cities like Davenport and Dubuque and places Ooh. like that. Yikes. So we were in, we were definitely in Iowa and we stopped at a mall. And this was probably like 92, something, somewhere in that era. And we stopped at a mall and they had this autograph signing in the middle of the mall. Like, oh, dad, I want to go there. I want to get that. Okay, let's, let's check this out. And it was like 25 bucks. And it was for, you guys probably don't even know who this picture is. Milt Pappas. I've heard of Milt Pappas. Former Cub, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. I had no idea who he was. I just knew there's an athlete here in this mall. I want that on. <laughs> Wasn't Milt Pappas the one who had a perfect game taken away by Bruce Fremming in like the bottom of the ninth oh, with two outs? Oh, baby. Bruce. I, mean, let's see. I think if you Google Milt Pappas, yes, Bruce well, I Fremming, I, I, he doesn't I know just, how to spell Fremming. F R O E M M I N G. Yeah, I could have spelled that myself. I'm a great speller, by the way. If we ever do a spelling bee on the show, I will kick your. Might have to take you up on that. We'll do that. I've won a few spelling bees back in my day. Have you really? Ooh. Yes, I did. Do you have I the trophies to prove it? Recently. I mean, it's easy to beat kids Time now. What did you just say? I won a few spelling bees recently. I mean, like, we're talking to grade school and beat these kids. Are you, are you, are you battling, like, <laughs> second or fourth, fifth graders? Because I think oh, it's, like. Oh, yeah, like sixth grade. Oh, yeah. It's, like, fifth or eighth grade, I think, is the, the, yeah. the national mm-hmm. spelling bee now. I think kids getting tougher these days. Once you get them. to high school, there's not a lot of spelling bees left no. to win. It's amazing how many people in the world can't spell. Honest See, to God. So you got Milt Pappas's, I got Milt Pappas's <laughs> autograph. He could not have been any less enthused oh. <laughs> to be in that mall in Iowa signing autographs. There was like zero interaction. You had to pay in advance. And it was like, I had a card. I think they like pre-selected, okay, here you go and give you the card. And I remember going, getting home, 
and going to the, the card store I would always go to and buying a protective case to put my Milk Pappas <laughs> autographed baseball card in. And then, like, slowly after a year or so, like, who, who, who the hell is this guy? What? Milt Why do Pappas. I have this? Milt Pappas. Do you still have that? Oh, God. I, see, I don't what have that any of my cards. Days? Like, 14 cents, probably. I don't have mm-hmm. any of my cards. My card collection cents. is all gone, which is one of my bigger regrets in life. We have a listener. He's the best. Oh, yeah. He, he would send me Barry Bonds cards all the time. He has re- he And had, Charles Barkley, because he knew yeah. those were my two favorite athletes. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. cards you and Frank Thomas. Him, Papa D. Papa D. Good cookies, too. I wish never, I've never known. Yeah. A lot of good baked goods. I wish his I would wife know. would drop off. Wish I knew. Somebody uh, does not get them to me. What, what, what else do we have on the docket tonight? Well, I was going to continue my milk pappas. I, I have a. There's I, more? There's no. more? My God, that's a. You got something, Greg? I, just, I, I give. I got Nathan Vasher's <laughs> autograph. Nathan Vasher? Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah, a couple. Skateboarder? We, no, no, no. We ran that. Former bear, 109 yards. Oh, on, on, a, on a giant field goal at the oh, end that's of right, the That was his name. Nathan Vasher. I'd love that. Two weeks before he broke his hand. Loved that, dude. Oh, God. He was integral part of that Super Bowl run. Oh, I also got Derek Mays' autograph. Because I remember Ow. it was right. It was his rookie year too, and baseball as a football player. Uh, Derek, May, there was a baseball player. Derek wasn't Mays? there. Derek Mays, the football player for the Packers, and it was like Boston store used to always do these like autograph signings with Packers, and it was Derek. And for some reason, I loved Derek Mays. Not a terrible career. His rookie year, but he was not that good with the Packers. No, he had sixteen total touchdowns in his career, though. Not like what three of them with the Packers? Five, five. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Derek Mays, Sorry, I went. I just my pot is Derek May played with the Brewers in 1995. Oh Sorry. yes, yes, yes. So Derek Mays, I got his autograph at a Boston store, and I remember um, I got like a like an eight by ten autographed. My brother brought a football to get autographed, which was like the oldest crappiest looking most beat up football you could find like the stitches are falling apart there's like mud stains on it he brings it in and has him autograph it i remember Derek mays like oh this looks like this was in the ice bowl oh uh, my god <laughs> you, you're, just, you're just smiling you're like oh it's terrible he said it not me oh. i know you were you just smiling like oh this is the funniest guy i mean come on that's terrible i was a kid i was you should know better you i was 96 know. so i was like 14 that's two well it depends on the month Every we have not gone one episode without you at some point. Got to do it. Contrasting do your it. age to, <laughs> got to do. It. I got to keep you Justin. Got to keep you guys young. You know. Did you see the TV deal the WWE got? I, mean, oh, I forgot about this. Get excited! Right. Yeah, that's Wait, right. What's what's the deal? Smackdown with, is coming to Fox. Is it going to be three be hours? Delayed? Or how long that's is it going to be? It's going to be no. It, why why would it be taped? Delayed? I I thought I saw why on Twitter. Would Fox, I don't think well, it's a good idea. People are freaking out over that. But why would Fox? Pay that no much money? No reason. What, it was, what, a billion dollars? Yeah. Why would Fox pay that much money for a tape delay product? I, I don't disagree. Now, it sounds I like it's moving to Fridays. Because I got to assume part of that is, and that's probably for the best, because the way the schedule is, is everybody listening, I'm sure, knows. <laughs> sure <laughs> they know. Sure they do. So Monday nights, you have Raw. Both of them do. It's <laughs> like 30. Tuesdays, you have SmackDown. Sundays are when your pay-per-views fall, but it isn't every Sunday. But when you have like a major pay-per-view, you have Saturday night, they do their NXT, which is basically the minor leagues. So 
they'll do the NXT show on Saturday night. Sunday night, you have the pay-per-view. Monday night, you have Raw. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night, you have SmackDown. Wednesday night, I'm, you have I'm a your, Sunday night only guy. Wednesday night, you have your NXT show. It's five straight days. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So moving it to Fridays, good and bad. I mean, the bad is SmackDown used to be on Fridays, but it was tape delayed. Wasn't it on Fridays? Used to be on Fridays, went from Thursdays to Fridays. And, you know, your ratings, your numbers, your viewership is going to drop because it's Friday night. It's a black hole. But I'm sure Fox looks at it like, you know what? We still think we'll, we'll bring an audience for this. But, I mean, we have shows to run on Tuesday. And Wednesday, and you know Thursday is out of the picture because of the NFL. What what day is is Ron right now? Uh, come on, Monday. I know Don't, Monday night. What did I say? Did I say day? I meant time. I apologize. I meant time. What time is it on at? Eastern time. Never end. Eight to eleven. Central, Central time, time. Seven to ten. Thank you for doing the math. I really appreciate that. Well, it's technically like seven to ten. Oh, oh seven. 11 in that range. They get the overflow mm-hmm. that USA allows them. Number one rated show on cable, man. I don't know. So logistically, it's up there. It's up there. It's up there. So it's logistically, a move to Friday because I'm trying to think of what the like what a possible new audience would be. You know, think. No, well, I mean, for one, you're getting an audience. You're on network TV. Sure, that's the biggest gain mm-hmm. here. Is it's no longer on USA. You're getting people that just watch Fox. I wonder though, like the three hours has been mentioned, but see. The rumor was when when Fox, it sounded like Fox was going to get both of them and put Raw on Fox and put SmackDown on like FS1 or something. But USA has become a cable giant sure. largely because of Suits. wrestling. Oh, the wrestling. And it continues to get ratings. You have it 52 weeks a year, and it takes up so much hours for their inventory that they know they're set there that the talk was – Raw would go to Fox, but that because it's three hours and Fox, a lot of their local affiliates do nine o'clock news. Like here. They'd have to condense it to two hours, but now it sounds like there's a chance SmackDown moves to three hours on, on Fox. So So what happened? Uh, I, I, mean, I hope a, that means my SmackDown isn't like preempted and like here's the first two hours, hour number three, we're gonna air at midnight. Like, come on. Ted Perry's not gonna come stand on. for that. Keeps coming six. back. On. Brad Hicks. Is it Brad Hicks or Ted Perry? No, Ted Perry's at 10 Ted o'clock. Ted Perry's got to be at 10. You're right. You're right. He's the yeah. 10 o'clock guy. Brad Hicks at 9 o'clock. What if I would have told you, not you because you weren't alive, but if I went back so you're to like at 30 for 30 right there. the early 90s <laughs> and I told you, not, not only is it okay to admit you like wrestling 20 years from now, 25 years from now, but it will be on network TV. It'll be multiple nights a week. All the other stuff that we've seen come with this, it they'll this, be a, they'll be a, a public company now, and their stock price just the semi cult following that has that comes with wrestling is interesting. I, I explain that. I don't know. It feels like a cult. I don't mean that. I don't know. It feels like a cult. But okay, let's because, explore because that because it's a unique thing, and it's most there. There are very very minimal new fans. Am I correct in that assessment? No. You don't think you don't no, think it? No, no, no. They uh, young. They're when, a young audience. When they I say continue new, to get young fans, and then they stay. If someone hadn't watched it growing up, they're not going to just pick it up at like twenty five, right? Are they? That's uh, what I mean by new fans. I mean, I did. I stopped. I stopped. I watched it as a kid. But you had watched it, and then you came back. I'm talking about someone that hasn't, that never watched it at all. Twenty five, like somebody jumping in twenty five. Yeah, there's a better chance of that happening when it moves to network TV. 
And okay. when it's that promoted, answer, and when that answers it's, my question, and about here's what audience. else you're overlooking for ratings too. When it's promoted, because you better believe it's going to happen. Right, and on Thursdays, when it's promoted during football games. How long until Vince McMahon goes in the booth during one of the quarters? No, they're not going to do that. Especially because it's a conflict of interest yeah. too, because he has his own football. <laughs> he has his own football league. <laughs> Justin, you mentioned people feeling differently now about wrestling than they did 25 years. What changed? What like what? Where did it go from being kind of a niche thing, even even when it was or niche, if you prefer? What is it? Is it niche or niche? I thought it was. I've niche. heard both, both ways. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a point where it was just it, it was small little pockets, and then it grew on television, on cable, and so the, it was a you know it, it was WCW and well, WWE. I mean, but but what was it that made so, it more acceptable? That's my question. What changed? What has happened in the last 10, 12 years to make well, it more mainstream and acceptable? Is, well, they changed number one, but I think you had a lot of people that started watching it as. You mentioned during the Attitude Era, which was in the late 90s when, I mean, I go back and no, well, I'm getting to it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Settle down. To that point, I mean, I, I go back and watch some of the old stuff on the network, which, I mean, the best 10 bucks I spend a month, unless I go to Burger King. But um, I go back and, and you just wonder, how did they air this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like you have chair shots to the head. You have women wearing no clothes and have their breasts painted and like all the innuendo that's mentioned, you went like, how did this air? But you had, that was such a boom where so many teenagers watched it and picked up on it and then stuck with it. And now their kids watch it. So, I mean, cycle, that's what changed. And then they, part of their aggressive strategy, I think was knowing same with cigarette companies. Let's get them when they're young and keep them. So they changed in the mid mid 2000s-ish to let's just go with more PG and kid-friendly stuff to lure in the kids. And PG kids violence. always want their parents to bring them. Right, PG violence. I mean, you look at all the twists and turns, though. I mean, even going back 10 years ago, after the whole uh, the Chris Benoit thing, there were people wondering about the viability of the company. This might be it for them. Well, they went, what would you say, five, five six years where they lost. Oh, yeah. Like oh, Eddie yeah. Guerrero. Oh, well, Benoit. I mean, really, like I mean, 10 years where uh, Kurt Hennig died. Like, right. there, was a, there was really like a two-year stretch where it seemed like uh, but ab- every other stars. week, one right. after another, right. was, was dying. But the Chris Benoit thing, uh, I mean, just the way mm-hmm. all the publicity that came with it. Did I'm, you I'm just, just look him just up and not look, know who he was? No, I just looked this up. You've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, I mean, that, that the theory, that's, I don't know that he was tested, but the theory is he was one of the early CTE mm-hmm. cases. Yeah, that has been discussed. And it really but, is amazing that that didn't cripple them, that you had, all these advertisers bailing and all the bad publicity are they getting more and more of the steroid talk because that was still around the time where more of these guys were starting to pass away from steroids and other drug use. And then you have that swoop in. And then 10 years later, they're where they are, where it's a publicly traded company. Their stock is through the roof now, and they're signing a billion-dollar TV deal. But how big an impact to make the WWE acceptable mainstream where you can talk about it and, and not be laughed at. Well, some people still laugh. See, is it, it, it? So two things come to mind. And tell me if you agree or disagree. 
the crossover stars. I think yes. of The Rock. Yes. I think that that he is. Was there somebody before him? I mean, I know Hulk Hogan was in movies, but those, The those Rock is the biggest right, star right. of all time. And now Cena's yeah. kind of trying to yes, work right. his own thing and whatnot. And uh, who's um, uh, the other guy? Oh, the, I mean, The uh, Miz. Yeah. Uh, the movie. Um, ah, I'll think of it. But anyway. John Cena? No, Stone Cold. I do. Well, he was talking. Stone Cold, Broken Skull. Oh, he's uh, all in makeup. He's one of the superhero guys. Oh, Batista. Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What was the movie? What was the Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. That's that guy's a wrestler. Oh, he was. He was one of their biggest. Good for him. The crossovers, and you know what? And this, I know you'll. I think you'll appreciate this. I think the XFL helped there too. The XFL because it it for its flame out that it was at the time it brought the WWF at the time or the WWE yeah. into mainstream network television Vince McMahon's there in my living room the family's watching football it it it, it somehow made it more mainstream that's the best way i can put it and i think those two things have yeah, kind of I helped know, i just remember back to like 2002 when that's really when it started where you had these guys Dying or ending up in rehab. I remember the real sports where uh, Bob Costas was interviewing Vince McMahon and they got into yeah, that they did. heated oh, yeah, exchange. And then they did another one where you had these old retired wrestlers showing up saying what bad shape they were in and making the company look bad. What year did Owen Hart die? That was 90, and I believe. That got a lot of attention too. I believe today. Negative. Either today or yesterday was the anniversary of that death. I think it was 98. Kemper Arena, right? Yep. Today. Today, yeah. 99. Yeah. Wow. May 23rd, mm-hmm. 99. I, I remember watching that pay-per-view. Is there anything Vince McMahon, other than the XFL Part 1, is there anything he he has done wrong? He did that uh, bodybuilding federation in the 90s, which <laughs> flopped royally. What? I don't even Dude, remember. We need a separate podcast for that, I it think. It was, uh, oh boy, what was it? I don't even remember IWF that. or something? IB, IBF? And he did something, too. Like, they had this supplement company that they used to really pump, for lack of a better word. They really used to pitch it on, on Raw. Ico Pro, which it later was revealed, I believe, that he was like a heavy investor mm. in it. But yeah, he wanted to, he did launch his own like bodybuilding company. The World Bodybuilding Federation. WBF. Yeah. Yes. 1990 to 1992. That he signed Lex Luger from WCW to be in that federation. Former Packer. A bodybuilder. Yes. This is the, the best part about this is 1992 and Wikipedia page. McMahon made a deal with Lou Ferrigno to bring him in as a competitor. Yeah, that's it's right. The best sentence of that's this. That's right. It's terrible. Did they you? did like pay per views. I never watched. No, I, like I, you I know an awful lot about I, it to I say you didn't even, watch it. Well, I watched the TV product and waited for tapes to come out at video stores. I, I couldn't order pay per views as a kid. Plus, this was the days when, and again, you have no idea what we're talking about. Sorry. You could go to the channel that the pay per view was on. And you could hear everything, but you the could picture, see it. picture was scrambled, and then every once in a while... Mm-hmm. Is that where your love of radio came in? It's because you could you could hear it, but you couldn't see it? So I would do that. We would just go to the channel and listen. That's how I heard about... That's how I found out about Hulk Hogan joining the NWO, listening to that happen. WrestleMania, I remember doing that for WrestleMania 8 with the Savage-Ric Flair match. 
just like, oh, I wonder if, we, oh, oh, man, I wonder what that looked like. Oh, See, there's close. Vince McMahon. Shawn Michaels for, and Bret Hart, the Iron Man match. Did the same one for that. For all Vince McMahon's failings and flaws, maybe it speaks more just to the audience. People will continue to go back to him and his products. You know what's other funny? Other than the WBS. Yeah. For a guy so successful and high profile now and everything that he's, I mean, his wife is in Donald Trump's cabinet. We know very little about him other than we know his dad was a promoter that he ultimately bought out his dad to take over. We know he's from North Carolina. We know he has a brother he doesn't talk to. And that's about it. That's a 30 You know he's like a workaholic. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a 30 for 30 or documentary. But he just doesn't divulge anything and keeps Mm. everything so close to the chest that that's like the one documentary or 30 for 30 out there that, you know, man, there's so much we don't know that if he would ever grant the access just to see that. And I think someone was just working on a screenplay about him that I – I don't think the family signed off on. It's just a bunch of guessing? No. I mean, no. Well, I mean. Fan fiction. It's just it's like filling they in weren't, blanks? Or well, gaps, no, I, I think mean. they were the going big, to cooperate, you mean? Yeah, right. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Bradley Cooper offered the role of Vince McMahon in the biopic. Huh. Bradley, think about that Bradley Cooper, yeah. Pandemonium is why the name of it. Why can't I picture Hangover? Is that Bradley Cooper? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, was Silver Linings Playbook? Limitless. Limitless. I, I liked that movie. Guardians did you of the Galaxy. A, did you watch Galaxy. a TV show, Limitless? No. It's good. It was only around one season. It was good. Supposed to start Sorry. rolling this spring. <laughs> what a star. Look at that, that picture. But it's not happening. It's like TriStar is <laughs> developing a biopic about uh, WWE. Chairman Vince McMahon. Title Pandemonium. Oh no, WWE is involved. WWE Studios is involved in developing the movie because they have their own T their own film studio now, too. Is developing the movie. And the previously reported the screenplay wasn't historically accurate. (laughs) So that's since gone undergone some major changes. Bradley Cooper resigned for the role of McMahon. So it's more entertaining before they made the cuts. That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Justin, when was the last time you did any polls at work? Ooh. Oh, it's been a while. It has been a while. Well, we got to do one to find out the nickname for the Brewers bullpen. Yes. Uh-huh. So make sure you go on Twitter. Put that together. Find that at Metabucks, at Ashton underscore Rotman. We'll come up with some of the names. Do you, should, should we go over our list of, t- of whatever I've got? Well, what do you have? How many do you have? I've got 12 written down. Okay. It seems I've, like there's a lot. It should be less than twelve. For right. the well, there were some really good ones. There was, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna the last three that I, the final three that I name are are my top three, and I don't know. It's gonna be hard to disagree with that. But here's what we got: we got shut downtown. I just think it's fun. Uh, firing squad, special K crew, double J and the K's, Casey and JoJo. Oh, it would have to be CK and JoJo. Uh, Council's killers, House of K's. House of K's should be higher up. There. I apologize. Strike force. K-Men, Penn, and then here's the the heavy top three. Mm. Unos Dos Ks, that's that's leading the clubhouse. Firehouse 414, Ks of Glory. Did I miss any? So I like the Casey and JoJo just because of the All My Life tie-in. It, it just doesn't. But I don't see how JoJo fits into the mix. Did mine not make the cut? What was yours? Was that... 401ks. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, that 401ks, the retirement pen. Can we, yeah, can we shorten that? Can we just call? I don't know the four hundred one k's. What was it? Firehouse four one four. Firehouse four one four. Can't talk ever. 
401ks. What were the others? Read through some of those again. Oh, please. <laughs> Firing squad, special K crew, double J in the K's is, is interesting. Uh, House of K's, I like that one. Uh, Unos Dos K's. That's that. I thought that's so good. I think Firehouse Four One Four, Unos Dos K's and K's of Glory. I think are my K's top three. K's of Glory. Those are my top three. Okay, but Would you spell it K apostrophe S, S of, of Glory, glory or yeah. K A Z E of Glory. No. <laughs> I like I like where I like where you're thinking, but no, I'm going apostrophe K's. <laughs> but you guys are working under the premises that it's just for. I'm not three of them. Those Hater, Jeffress, Knable at the end. Bullpen. Well, see, that's their entire bullpen. bullpen. Mine's I mean, for the whole bullpen. What about f- Albers? How can you not get Matt Look, Albers in there somewhere? I'm with you. He's uh, already going. Hey, hey, hey. Fat Albers. It, well, it's, and I, it's, it's not Albers. It's more like, <laughs> it's more like <laughs> yeah, it's mean. slim Albers uh, now. But, I mean, like, come on. They're, they're strikeout-heavy bullpen. So, it, these all, all these ones with Ks, they work. I feel like we're kind of missing some. I will we? No, though it's I was busy. I heard them all. That's. I think you got the. You got them. So where where, where can where can we vote? What's the plan? What's uh, the deal? We're, we're gonna tweet them out. Yeah, we'll go okay. on Twitter at MetaBucks or at Ashton underscore Rotman. So Scott, um, we're gonna get you a Twitter yeah. account without you knowing. We're gonna create one. <laughs> one of the things <laughs> we did tweet stuff from it that uh, you would we think you'd say <laughs> it's gonna be wrong. These are <laughs> really close, actually. Uh, these are probably uh, as good a place as any to wrap up here. Are you familiar with the uh, grocery chain Publix? Uh, I've it heard is of big it. in like this SEC country in the yeah. South in Florida. I think they're headquartered. Didn't there. Jameis Winston? Wasn't that where he stole the crab from? I believe probably. That's, I think that's where I've heard it. Sorry. Anyways, so Publix is this big grocery chain that's in southern regions, and we go to South Carolina, where there is a teen graduating from high school. Graduating summa cum laude, and I'm, his mom made the request for a cake to be made that said, congrats, Jacob, mm-hmm. summa cum laude, class of 2018. She ordered this cake online from Publix. The store allows customers to customize cake orders with personal inscription. Instead, the supermarket wrote, congrats, Jacob, summa Dash, 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 laude, class of 2018. His mother was upset, tweeted out the picture of a censored cake, put it on Facebook, said, seriously, can't make this crap up. Not funny. The Washington Post did some expose on Publix earlier this year. They did a story on this and said the online box where customers enter cake inscriptions is temperamental and filters profane special characters. Hmm. The letters together of C-U-M is deemed to be profane and thus rejected from the uh, request, so summa cum laude was not put on the cake, and instead they just did dot, dot, dot. So it's the computer's problem, or or fault, not the actual... Cake artists. Um, Publix offered to make another cake. She declined because, as she put it, Jacob would only graduate once. Okay, look, I, so, I have an easy so solution store, for this dumb this lady. This is ridiculous. So the store get a frosting bag and finish it yourself. 
I don't understand. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. Okay, We're not all dumb bakers. lady. Why is if mom you're, dumb? If you're so upset, fix it. The store Wait. refund. Wait a minute. Fix Wait a minute. that. You're mad at fix the kid's that. mom? I'm mad at everybody. It doesn't even make sense. The store. So here's another. The store refunded her $70 for the cake. That cake cost $70? How many, Cakes are how many people is she feeding? Go to Costco. A cake is like I'm 20 bucks. Cakes are expensive, man. $70 for the cake and gave her a store gift card. Um, and decorate it yourself, they said. That's what I'm saying. Public says satisfying customers is the top priority for the chain. You can feel confident that this situation has been addressed in the appropriate business areas and leaders are involved. <laughs> what business leaders do you need? <laughs> wow. The commands... The commands tell me what to do. So they're talking about this machine. Oh, boy. There's a lot of foul language in here. <laughs> I can imagine just how, I mean, mm. what's the most foul thing you would want put on a cake? That I would want put on a cake? Yeah. Messaging or? No, on, on messaging, purpose, not or? imaging. You on see purpose? that, Greg? Want to write super that I would want on purpose on a cake? How you oh, cool. they wouldn't. They would <laughs> So they just dashed. Oh, man. It's Latin. Ah. Also, you know what? You're right. I, I'm being too hard on the mom. I'm it's thinking about this more. I'm, I apologize. Oh, the Facebook post with the with the mom complaining is no longer available. All right, good. Because that part I think is dumb. But he, I, you're right. Well, I apologize. Why is that I paid you for this, and you didn't do it. Because it takes five seconds to fix it. That's why. And this is why I'm going to change my tune. Now I'm more mad at Publix because when you see that, they could have looked at it and be like, that looks like a weird thing to do, and they could have done it themselves. Kid graduated I take it back. 4.89 GPA. A what? 4.89. I didn't know that was possible. It, it is when you take enough AP classes. Like 4.3 was the highest you How stupid is that? So he deserved the cake. Not Publix all of it. online system was unhappy <laughs> and, with and the and word. Eat it, <laughs> eat it too. Boom. In Latin, whom is the preposition with, as in with the highest yeah, distinction. I think we all know what it means. I'm just the computer didn't. What are you gesturing towards, Ashton? Just for that's, him. A, that's a fair assumption. <laughs> I don't know what words mean. I'm a wordsmith. Oh boy! I'd, so I'd beat you she, the mom was so, so busy preparing for the celebration that she sent her husband to the store to get some last-minute <laughs> items and pick up the cake. So you know. The husband was blamed for this, and why didn't you ask? Why didn't you look at it before you left? You, you know, know, that's I don't know, you know, he got chewed it. out. He probably deserved it. When they when they returned, everyone gathered around the cake. When they opened the box, there it was. Dot, dot, dot. Jacob was the son. Was obviously humiliated. What? <laughs> it was unbelievable. I ordered the special graduation edition cake. I can't believe I'm the first one to ever write summa cum laude on a cake. Do we think he really is the first person oh or just boy, a Publix? No, no. Here's the real nugget in this story. Mm. The mother said she then had to, uh, Koshinsky, I think their last name is, said she then had to explain why the grocery store censored cum right. from Jacob's cake to her 70-year-old mother. 